Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Noise Podcast, and brought to you as part of the Noise Podcast Network. And this is me, your BFG, your big fucking giant of a presenter, Adam, back to talk, uh, back here to talk uh, for the second time, uh, posting, hosting this podcast. Even um, last time, I spoke to Death Goals, and I'm here with the band Caligram, and I welcome the vocalist Matteo and the drummer Ardo. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello, I'm all right. Thanks. How are you doing? Hi, I'm all good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a grey summer evening. Um, me and Matteo have just made our way in the pissing rain outside. I was stood out there, um, so not ideal uh, on this supposed July evening. But we're we're here at the um, Welcome Collection where Ardo works, and thanks for hosting it here. Um, with my crappy equipment in this very, very lovely studio. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just obviously you've got a new record coming out, guys, which is super exciting. But talking about Caligram, um, I think anyone that knows you finds you very interesting and intriguing as as a band. Um, obviously, you're multinational. You've got British, French, Italian and Brazilian ar- along the ranks. So just for people that don't know you, how did Caligram come about uh, initially back in the day? Um, yeah, so I can take that one because I've been there. Uh, so the um, starts, like I was I was just playing in a, in a, in a band that was coming to an end and uh, I wanted to carry on. And the drummer also wanted to, so we started looking for people. Um, but because we're all not from the UK, the easiest way to go about it is posting on the internet on Gumtree, yeah. right? So um, yeah, we found through that we found Tim, um, who had was just coming back to playing guitar after like a five-year break because he had a. An, an accident on, oh, wow. on his arm so I was just coming back and he wanted to join a band so um, Tim came around that way and I knew Bruno from back home we sort of went to the same gigs uh, when we were there and then we moved here just independently not uh, um, you know eventually we always started you know talking about forming a band or doing something together but Bruno was quite difficult to get him out of his comfort zone. He was just <laughs> like work and going home and stuff like that. And then so I, I rang him and said, look, this is a good time maybe to, for us to, to give it a go. Yeah. Um, there's this new thing started, starting out. And um, and he was like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's, let's jam. And so Bruno and Tim like clicked instantly, even though they have completely different um, styles. You know, like Tim's yeah. very uh, methodic with his... Um, uh, with his playing and and Bruno has sort of more like a loose bluesy vibe, uh, and somehow they really understand each other and complement each other. So from there we're like, okay, oh, this is cool, you know, this this is this is my work, um, and uh, we started that way. The drummer then decided not to stick around, and I was like. I, I can drum a little bit and you know like I, I reckon if we start putting ads now for a drummer it's really hard finding someone yeah and uh, drummers are always the hardest people to find aren't they <laughs> yeah 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 I get invites weekly I think <laughs> to join bands uh, so you know I was like if if we start looking 
we might lose the momentum here of, of uh, uh, pun unintended, <laughs> the album name. Um, and uh, I had a go, you know, the guys were like, oh, have a go. And it turned out to be, according to them, better than it was before. So I was <laughs> like, okay, cool, that's this works. Uh, then we jammed for ages, just the three of us, writing, experimenting with a lot of different stuff. Uh, and that whole process, like other guys joined the band and we played some shows, but this was really experimental. We didn't really have an identity or anything. It was just like jamming on, on, on like writing songs and figuring out what we wanted to play because we got along well musically, but not really, uh, didn't really know what the, what the band was going to be. You know, it's like, it's going to be heavy, mm. but you know, I guess like at the start it sounded a a bit proggy because we're just going to different places um and then you know these guys came in left uh and it wasn't until uh 20 around 2015 Matteo had been in the band for for a while 2014, 2014 yeah. joined yeah um yeah so 2014 Matteo joined he you know was part of this sort of experiment experiment phase and um, and then Smithens joined mm. uh, in 2016 when we had our first EP already written um, and then from from then on that's how the band is today that's yeah, how yeah. that's how we found the identity found the people that really gel together and and you know we like to play uh, uh, music together and uh, the way Caligram has evolved so yeah, that's how that's how it happened. Yeah, and um, yeah, going back to like I suppose that experimentation and the, the different members, you can you can hear it. Um, you guys all have like very different influences, don't you, in regards to style and the the music you guys like, isn't it? Yeah, completely different, man. It's it. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's obviously a, a common ground, you know, like stuff we listen to at practice. Uh, people will bring albums and say, you know, check this out and stuff like that. We listen to some Common Ground, but everyone came from, from, from different places, you know, like punk, like Bruno and Smeaton's are more like punk rock. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm more metal, but also had some punk influences in, in, at the start. And Tim, you know, started out with metal, but then went into uh, a lot more jazz and, and, um, uh, and hip hop even and stuff like that. And Matteo, yeah, I usually take that piece out on me because I used to listen to really weird black metal bands. Yeah, the yeah. one that got the black and white cover. <laughs> <laughs> so the people that no one knows, people that probably got suicide and stuff like that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, that's mainly my references yeah. in terms of how I was seeing and what I like to listen to. But also, I mean, hanging out with the guys, you end up listening to a lot of crust, a lot of all sorts of metal, even even other genres. So I guess that all of us together, we have a kind of a very broad, um, let's say... Uh, broad spectrum of music. Yeah, broad yeah, spectrum yeah. of music that we listen to. And I think that, especially in this album, you get to, to notice all these different uh, aspects of this spectrum because all of us put so many personal, uh, you know influences in this uh, in this album and that's why i think it sounds so good yeah because it's got a lot of variety and yeah yeah it was funny I was, you took the words out of my mouth then because i was gonna move on to the new album um position momentum um and yeah 
it's an absolutely fantastic album i've yeah spun it a few times spun it a couple of times today and uh, if i put my hands up i'm not usually into black metal that's it's slightly on the more extreme um part of um sort of my realms of music but yeah this this album's incredible and i just picked out like um a couple of the tracks that are already out so uh, it's oh, i'm going to pronounce this wrong ostra 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 ninin yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's but yeah. yeah. Um, and that beautiful section in the middle with the brass. Is it um, what kind of brass is it? Is it? It's a flugelhorn. Or flugelhorn. Yeah, flugelhorn. I was tr- I was trying to work it out earlier on the way here. We were calling it trumpets, but which he brought one as well to the session. But um, yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> and uh, but it turns out it's that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like a, a very good example of. That and then uh, Existre, um, which has that really like post metal bit, um, sort of about two thirds of the way through, um, which is, yeah, again, it's absolutely fantastic. It catches you a bit by surprise, but um, it slots in so well. Um, so, yeah, um, talking about Russ Russell, um, the the producer for, for this record, you, you went up and worked with him. How was it working with him and how did he influence that and your your sound as well so Russ Russell has been amazing to be honest is being the perfect producer for for this band because I think that a producer needs to be able to understand what you want to do better than you you understand <laughs> your own music basically we went there with a with a rough idea a blurry idea what we wanted to the, the album to sound and then he got it and he made it happen because sometimes and there's something that always struck me, even before uh, doing music and before before playing. I never really got into considerates enough the work of a producer when I listen to an album. Just listen to an album, say, oh, this album is great, so the band is great. But then, when you start actually doing music, you realize that the work that the producer puts on on a, on a, on a record can influence so much the the, the, the final results. So. And he's been amazing with us. Russell is being so great because he actually got the idea of what we wanted to sound, mm. and he puts the, all the right things in the right place. And in the end, we ended up with an album that we didn't really expect it. Oh, nice! But he actually, it matches the idea that we, the rough idea that we had before. So yeah, his work has been amazing, and love a human being. Yeah, as soon as we met him, it was so 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 easygoing and friendly. So. Yeah, it's great, dude. We we, we knew we we knew we knew it was gonna work, you know. Like, dude records fucking Napalm Death and yeah, Napalm <laughs> Death, uh, Wild Hearts were the first two that jumped out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you know, we knew, and also like this sort of certainty came from when we started talking about doing the records. You know, like when when we first messaged him and and he got really excited about the the demos and stuff and I was like you know I, yeah I really want to do this um, um, I don't think Russ recorded a band that sounded exactly like us before uh, uh, so I think in a way it was like exciting for everyone you mm-hmm. know for for us to be working with such a, uh, a wicked producer and for him to be working with a bunch of dickheads like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, it was amazing man it was amazing Russ is an absolute legend uh he understood the bands um, exactly how we are. We were just having a blast in the studio, and 
uh, all the silly ideas we had ended up uh, being somewhere in the records uh, and if they were t too silly then Ross would be like we're crossing the line <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it was great man it was wicked yeah um, and I think something that I've read in the the, the the PR that was sent over and you can I'd actually already written it in my notes is you can hear like the brightness coming out in the in the darkness of the record and I wrote that down in my notes when I was uh, it was actually today and I went back to the PR and it's in it's in there and I'm like oh well he's done his job hasn't he like he's absolutely done his job to to a T um, yeah definitely yeah so yeah it's it, yeah like I said it sounds fantastic and yeah it's good to hear that he's um, not only a legendary producer, but such a nice human to work with. It's always uh, yeah. heartwarming to hear. Um, just um, uh, uh, looking at the the lyrics, and obviously, Matteo, you um, delivered them in your native Italian. Um, and again, like reading the the PR, I think most people assume that the the heaviest music and the heaviest of lyrics. It's always used as catharsis, and I know that um, it's not specifically like that for you this time? Yeah, it's not. Um, so the idea of that is that I never really liked uh, the idea of catharsis in music mm. because I don't really see music as a tool to, 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 be, to, to be better, to use to be better, to improve yourself and to, you know, go get through all the, 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 the trauma that you have. I see music as... Um, as a, um, as a final aim so if anything it's the other way around so I feel like me as a musician I'm the tool for music to happen so yeah. if for music to happen I need to be in a nice place because if I feel depressed or sad I can't do anything and that's why I always I'm always like surprised when I, I hear or read people saying you know I was feeling so so shit I was so depressed and then writing this album made me feel so bad so I was like how did that happen I mean yeah, yeah. I want to know how to do it because I can't do it if I feel <laughs> if I feel bad I can't do anything I just <laughs> lay on the on, on the bed watching the, the ceiling and do nothing for four days straight yeah. which I did <laughs> so, yeah I know that feeling as well <laughs> yeah so I, I don't really see music as a catharsis but I feel like I'm the, the tool for music to happen so if I'm not in the right place music can't happen so first of all, you need to sort out your life separately, and then yeah. when you're ready, you start doing music, and this is what happened in this album. Yeah. So, and I think you can kind of feel it yeah. comparing this one to the one, the one before. That's more you said brightness. That's part of it as well. So, it's it's more positive because I think we were in a better place mentally and physically cons compared to three years ago. And yeah, so that's the whole meaning about not being cathartic and being more, you know, yeah, yeah. useful to to music to to deliver music, which is something that you're happy with. Yeah, yeah. No, again, that's yeah. It's really interesting to hear. It's and like you say, it's very different to hear because. Um, not every not everyone's a damaged human being in the music industry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I hope not. I hope we're not all fuck ups. But um, but um, yeah, a lot of people like like we're saying is um, yeah they definitely use it as catharsis. And yeah, again, it was really interesting reading those those words and your words about being more of a positive tool, and especially with such dark music. Um, but again, 
nail, uh, hit the nail on the head there. You can really, you can definitely really hear that in this album compared to the the, the first mm-hmm. album there. And I suppose more interesting ideas within the music as well, um, which really which really stick out. And yeah, um, to the people that are listening, I hope everyone picks. Well, they will pick those ideas out straight away. They they, they really they really stick out. So yeah, it's really really interesting to hear that. Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you guys for talking about the the new album. And like I said to the, to the listeners, if you if you haven't heard it by the time this, I don't know when this is going out actually, but if you haven't heard the new singles or the album when you when you listen to this, jump on it straight after, because um, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a mind blowing album that's for sure. Um, so we were <laughs> we were talking just before the podcast and talking about where you recorded with. Um, with your producer is uh, up in Kettering, so we're going to do a bit of a, a, a stupid section. I've, th- I've thrown in, sorry, uh, noise podcast editors. Uh, I've done this on, off my own back. Um, so yeah, James A. Custer is from fr- from Off Menu um, is also based in Kettering. So we're going to talk rather than talk about your favourite menu. Um, if you were to have a riff menu evening, um, I'm going to use that phrase, and, yeah, and you were going to sit down with, um, it can be famous people or not famous people, three ideal dinner guests that you'd want to share the evening with, share a lovely meal, share a glass of wine and a beer, um, who would your three ideal dinner guests be? I'm very bad at this. So. <laughs> also, I'm very bad at dining with people. <laughs> so. Just like being silent. <laughs> yeah, so I feel sorry for the one who pick. Who pick? So yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fine. Meal is fine. <laughs> Beer is fine. No, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I love comedy, so probably I would choose. Ricky Gervais and Alan Partridge. Oh, nice! Yeah, I love a bit of Alan Partridge. Yeah, it's it's an extender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about the Lady Boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of a third one. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, Alan Alan Partridge or Steve Coogan. Uh, yeah, Steve Coogan is as as anything really. Yeah, he'd be he'd be hilarious. Have you watched? Um, Oh, what was the series where he travelled with? Um, oh, the trip. The trip. Yeah, that that's, that was quite. Yeah, that was quite quite funny. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Like those two sitting down after a, a long drive and uh, sharing a meal together and just riffing off each other. Like, yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? Um, I think the the, um, the third season is where I stopped following it. I I I, th- I think they did. Was, did did you watch all of it? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, I watched like two seasons. But yeah, it was it was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking of mentioning Partridge as well because imagine having dinner with Partridge. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So fucking awkward. You, yeah, you'd be, awesome. it'd be it'd be awkward, but you'd be in creases of like creases of laughter all evening. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god don't the amount of times i've done that and like especially when you're at a festival like so going to 2000 trees this week and i'm going with a friend dan i know that's gonna happen at some point (laughs) dan Dan! i don't think you can hear me dan (laughs) yeah brilliant 
Um, yeah. But, what about what about you then, Ardo? Who would who would be your I think, three, three dinner guests and why? Um, I don't know. Maybe um, Phil and Selma. No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And you'd have some white wine with uh, <laughs> <laughs> dinner. Jesus, <laughs> um, man. I um, I mean, I don't know. I think I, well, you said Partridge. I was going to say that. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with something, someone really. Um, can, can, it, can it be dead? Yeah, of uh, course yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah maybe, we can raise the dead. Yeah, maybe Dio. Like, oh. I'm a big fan of Dio. And uh, he was like a proper gentleman and like some he was probably someone nice to just to have a conversation about anything like the any interviews I've watched or like stuff I read when he's talking he's he's just he's just you know expanding and going into deep subjects and I'm 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 a big fan of just avoiding small talk at all costs yeah. so if we could just you know dive into something complex and talk about the universe or whatever with deal <laughs> that would be that would be amazing that would be amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um who else um i mean i'm gonna say someone that people in the uk won't know but he's a he's a um legendary um uh, uh sort of hidden camera comedian in from brazil i've got him tattooed on my leg <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only person that has him tattooed. I don't think anyone has like bothered to do that. But he's uh, to me, he's a genius. Uh, he's been doing it for like forty years. Uh, what's, it, what's his name? His name is Evo Evo Orlando. Cool. I'll look him up. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's, he's the king of that stuff. I've I I was watching it last night. I've, I've I never stopped watching. It. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like I've watched it a million times, uh, and it always comes up on my YouTube recommendation. And I go like, oh yeah, why not? You know, yeah, and he's yeah. like. He's he's really old now, and he's just turned into this really sweet, um, you know, just really sweet old guy. And and uh, he actually saw my my tattoo. The um, the people from the TV show found out, and they send it to him and he sent, he sent me a, a personal message like crying saying oh you know oh, that's amazing wow so yeah it was, it was it, it, you know yeah he would be my second choice um i think and then um who else i've said someone metal i've said someone funny um adriano <laughs> imagine adriano they can he can be his, your your third <laughs> well, Adriano the footballer. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Why Adriano? He definitely with all my dinner for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adriano is a legend, man. Yeah, amazing. Um, funny though, because he didn't. Well, he did well and then didn't do so well at the same time. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but you know, he went back to Brazil and smashed it there as well after all of the all of the. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I didn't realize he'd come back to yeah. Brazil. Yeah, yeah, he did. He played for Flamengo for uh, a few years and was, you know, won the league and, st- and stuff. Was, yeah. Yeah. Same with Ronaldinho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, th- yeah, maybe my my third one is Ronaldinho. Oh nice. There you go. That, chucking, I th- I chucking think a couple of footballers. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. I think we got there. Imagine. Like Ronaldinho, obviously he wouldn't be alone. He'd just bring another ten girls or something. He's <laughs> just like always with this cohort of people, like following him. Yeah, 
Uh, Has he still got glorious hair as well? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's just going grey now, but yeah, it yeah. looks the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just getting up to mischief and getting arrested in Paraguay and that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, He's you not heard about that? No. Yeah, it was. He was. Uh, he was trying to cross the border with a fake passport or something. Why? <laughs> He's Ronaldinho. He's like one of the most famous footballers of all time. Why does he need a fake passport? Exactly. Like he he's known in Brazil as like the king of randomness. Like oh, okay. all of any anything to do with random like memes with to do with something random he's in it because you know like for example he won he won a, um, an award for uh, literature in 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 Brazil. What? And it was like what like why like if you see the video like the, the the one of the most famous um and best musicians of all time from brazil handing him the the award he's like um like baffled it's like what is what's happening right here so it's like yeah it's, it's, that's mental yeah it's impossible to find out why he was going to paraguay on fake on a fake passport but he, yeah that's and he wasn't he went to jail he got arrested there and stayed there and obviously played football. Of course he did. <laughs> so there's probably, like... Probably turned it into that old... You remember that old Nike advert with like the Brazilian team? Like <laughs> Exactly. Right? There's like this uh, really um, Matrix kind of yeah. camera work. Yeah, yeah. But, just, but just for a prison instead. Like. Yeah, yeah, just a prison instead. Exactly. I mean, it, it was it was mad. Like there's some there's some videos on YouTube. You can like look it up. He, him playing there and people going wild. It's... it's intense <laughs> oh my god well i know what i'm doing straight after this <laughs> looking up the wild lifestyle of ronaldinho that i didn't know existed that's fucking hilarious oh well cool well, quick intro um what's from football then who do you both support then um i'm a sao paulo uh okay. supported supported i support juventus oh cool nice nice any any uh premier league team though if you had to pick a premier league team not really. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. To be fair, either. I'm a yeah. Spurs fan, so uh, I can't really say okay. that. <laughs> no, I follow the Premier League a lot, but I don't have any favorite yeah. team. Like, yeah. it's Arsenal for me. <laughs> Get you off the podcast. I guess I love Guardiola a lot, yeah, so I've been yeah. following him around. So I, mean, I guess I would say City, but yeah. I just don't care about the the, the team. But I love yeah. the guy. I think he's probably the best manager ever in football. So. Yeah, I'll, if I had to pick one, I would say Man City. But yeah, well, they're, yeah, just I'm, because of him. Yeah, they've just won the treble, um, and they will probably do it again next year, mm-hmm. I imagine. Like and again, talking about Arsenal, like Arsenal fell away, but City are insane. Um, insane, insane. Um, I, I, so I, I mentioned Arsenal, but I'm not like I don't follow them religiously because it's a very similar situation to São Paulo. So I suffer enough for one team, you know. <laughs> like, it's like I mean Spurs. Like we we suffer way way more. <laughs> Arsenal at least have had some glory. Like. Yeah, that's it. It's it's mad. I stay up watching uh, uh, Brazilian football because the 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 time difference is insane, uh, and yeah, it's often suffering. So I sometimes will watch. Like this year, I had hopes, but I was like, mm, you know. Should I get my hopes up? And then it turns out I was right. I didn't really, yeah, really start celebrating uh, before um, it was done because, yeah, yeah it, it, like you said, uh, City is just crushing, yeah, just insane. Uh, 
group of like athletes and and Guardiola is probably the the best manager to have ever lived I suppose yeah It's yeah insane. he he uh he will definitely die an absolute legend of the game um and they will crush it again next season unfortunately um well enough about football uh we should get back to Calligram really and um yeah you've got a tour coming up as well so um where are you guys going out on tour and who are you going out on tour with over the next few weeks months That's a very good question. <laughs> um, we're going, we're going um, around I, the. I can get the email up. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at memorizing the, the the names of places where we're going because I'm just all the time doing uh, um, band stuff. And uh, once the tour is booked, I don't look at that anymore. Uh, but we're going, I, we're going to Sheffield, Brighton, uh, Luton. Where else, Matteo? Bristol, 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 Derby, yeah. Derby, Bournemouth. That's and you, it. And you've got Smashing. your. Um, are you playing with New? You're playing it. Well, I don't know when this is going out, but you're playing at New Cross next week yeah, as well. Nice. Yeah, nice. with midnight on the tenth, that should be fun. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be our first show since. Um, Re restart the heart. Was that the last London uh, show you played? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with that was with Hidden Mothers because I came along to that one. Yeah, Hidden Mothers and God, who else played that? Was it Dawn Raid? Um, possibly oh we've played so could, many shows. Could be, with Dawn could Raid. be any of those bands, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're doing those those dates in the UK. Nice. And then we um, we don't know exactly what's happening to the rest of the year we want to see the response to the album uh, really we had some plans of going to Europe but it's still kind of a nightmare <laughs> um, arranging stuff uh, to go out there so um, yeah we, we're, we decided to to do that post album release see see what the reaction is going to be see mm -hmm. you know where where we can where we can take um, take the band and and knowing that there's going to be people there <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah and especially like say nowadays it's a little bit harder to get into europe and uh it's it's very costly yeah. so yeah you just need to see where where you've got support out there nowadays um, yeah. and not make a shit ton of money loss on a on a tour yeah yeah exactly because it's been like so it's obviously like post-pandemic uh the first year was insane with everyone getting back on the road i suppose mm -hmm. like before things somewhat naturally balanced out with bands some bands having a downtime writing and then some bands touring and then and it kind of like naturally balanced out the industry but seems like everyone went back into touring mm -hmm. um post the pandemic and then it was just uh just difficult you know booking anything all it's like venues were fully booked and and it's like bands everywhere and, and people like the financial situation for people mm. uh isn't the best so you're selecting a lot what gigs are good you're going to and then you know if some of your favorite bands are like around all the time um it's difficult i mean at least this is how i felt here yeah going to gigs i had to i had to pick and pick some and not couldn't go to all because it was just happening um all the time I think now it's getting a bit more uh, it's getting a bit easier but um yeah we haven't 
decided to venture out to Europe and, and further, hopefully further, you know, we have plans of going to the US and Brazil and things like that, but it will it will be a little later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I agree with that, um, like the gig stuff. Um, the last, I'd say, yeah, the last two years was mad. Uh, we were talk- I was talking about it with some friends recently because it was on Facebook seeing like the one year posts. And I'm like, last summer, you look, look at the, my gig, my gig list last year, it was like, Deftones, these are just the big gigs. It was like Deftones, Two Nights of Glassjaw, um, Nine Inch Nails, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, LCD Sound System. Uh, God, I can't even remember what else. And then all the small gigs as well. And it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. like last summer was fucking mental. I think it was like three, four gigs a week. Um, yeah. And this year, like you say, I've done the same this year. I've just like pick and choose what I really, really need to go to and not go to three gigs a week because you just can't afford it right yeah yeah definitely like yeah, you, you go in and you, and you want to buy some merch and you want to yeah. have a few beers it's like it always works out so expensive yeah but you know we, we'll work around it yeah yeah definitely well yeah i hope you get the the chance to go out to europe and that and yeah to to the listeners i think this is going out um before the tour um get out and see these guys over those dates um obviously they're all up online on their socials um so yeah thank you guys for for coming and joining me today and thank you ardo for hosting here um so just to wrap up to the listeners um obviously you can find the noise podcast on all good streaming uh, sites and you can find the socials at noise podcast network as well as the website at noise uk for all um good reviews um i can't remember what i've reviewed recently but there's some there's some good stuff up there um and of course follow like and subscribe and all that good stuff um so yeah thank you mateo and ardo for coming on again um and i'll see you guys at the new cross in a couple of weeks yeah awesome thank you very much thanks for having us man it's been fun thank you cool yeah thank you very much it was very fun cool thanks guys Bye. bye